So it's a little weird right now. How do you feel, Lancaster? Uh, the, the, the part of Lancaster that can watch the show. The internet is broken at the moment. <laughs> it's broken. My goodness. <laughs> People are going nuts. Facebook is down. Mm. Messenger down. Amazon apparently went down. Take that one for the for the Main Street guys for a little bit. Um, so you're saying Lancaster Connects shut down Amazon? We well, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> okay. Anyhow, so I hope you're hanging in there, Lancaster, without your uh, usual suite of websites that you would uh, frequent. But hopefully, you're here frequenting the internet with us on Lancaster Connects. Uh, I'm Jeff. This is Ben. I'm ben. We're here. We've got a great guest for you. Um, this weekend, I had some more camping, a lot of football. I don't want to talk about Sunday football as a... Nope. Not going to do it. So we'll talk about Saturday football, Penn State, Indiana. That was a good game. Uh, shutout. Good game. I mean, shutout. that Penn State D. Got a big one coming up this week with Iowa. Three Soon versus now. four. Three versus four. And apparently we got snubbed by the college game, game day show. <laughs> apparently. Well... They were at Penn State, what, two weeks ago? Well, and I'm kind of taking a page out of your book now. I just want it all. I get I get it. <laughs> With the photo. And then I saw in the calendar they play Ohio State in two weeks or maybe three weeks. So my bet is that they'll be at that game. Yeah, probably. I mean, look, it's it's the program's time. They've, they've done a lot from a lot of uh, strife <laughs> in a little amount of time. And... Uh, Kudos to Penn State. Yep. Way to get that W this week. Yeah, absolutely. To be ranked fourth in the country is pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty pretty good. What'd you? Okay, we're not doing that anymore. Um, what'd, you, what'd you do this weekend? Uh, yeah, so um, had a busy weekend. Uh, went to Oregon Dairy on Saturday afternoon with the family. Oregon Dairy on Oregon Pike. Uh, nearby the house, they every um, October they do a harvest uh, themed uh, event. You know they have a big corn maze. Um, they have other you know activities for kids. The interesting thing about the corn maze is this was the first year that the parents. So we went with our neighbors, and they have kids that are similar ages. So the kids went off and did their corn maze or the same corn maze. Mm-hmm. They went off on their own, and we did the parents' version. And there we go. Uh, they claimed that the parents were cheating. So you, you can't see it on the map there, but they've got like 16 different points, and you're supposed to go to each point, and you, you know, check off that you were there. Well, they were trying to do them in order, one, two, three. But, you know, the adults looked at the map and went, hey, it's more efficient if we went like one, two, four, five, three. You know, we got to rearrange it. And they thought we were cheating. But the Sounds adults like did get done... Yeah, the adults did get done about an hour before the kids. So <laughs> the kids were like, now, to their credit, they didn't give up and they went to every spot. They did them in order. Maybe that's the right way. I don't know. Um, but I was actually proud of them. They they did the whole thing, got it done. They didn't quit. You know, they could have quit, but they stuck it out. I think you'll be hard pressed to tell kids, complete this job, do the tasks and any random combination of the numbered tasks and it'll be okay see i think i think your kids were right you were cheating uh, it could be could be hey but we'll have to get people's feedback on the show when they watch it <laughs> did he cheat <laughs> the adults did get done an hour before so in the adults book that's a win it is it is <laughs> I got to sit down. that looks like a lot of fun <laughs> it's cool and yes it is oregon dairy on oregon pike yep. i just kind of found that funny like yep. as if there's any other oregon dairies in the <laughs> Black Horse Pike. I don't, I don't know. Look, it'd be kind of funny to have Oregon Dairy and Black Horse Pike. Anyhow, hey, you can watch this. Not today. Uh, not today because uh, we would normally be broadcasting on Facebook, but uh, we're on YouTube. We are on YouTube. That's how you're watching it live right now. That's how we're recording this, and that's how you will watch it on Facebook when the world resets itself and gets back to normal, I guess, uh, when you watch it back on there. But uh, we're live on YouTube. We're live on Facebook channels. Uh, we really like doing this as a live show. A lot of fun to do it that way. But we've got a great guest on the line, Andrew. Uh, I always mess the, you know, with Janakovo. I should be able to say that. Andrew, Andrew Holy. Is that right? Did I mess it up? I messed it up. Pronounced exactly how it's spelled. Wooly. Wooly. See, I was just overthinking it. <laughs> yep. Don't overthink yeah. it. 
Just really bad <laughs> things happen. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yep. Well, Andrew, uh, welcome to the show. Why don't you tell everybody who you are, what you do, and uh, and then we'll uh, put you on pause and come back. Sounds good. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Uh, Andrew Woolley. I am a financial planner in Lancaster, PA, for a firm called Personal Wealth Advisory. <clears throat> who I am, uh, born and bred Lancaster County native and married in Lancaster County native and now raising a family and just trying to, you know, continue to be part of the community and give back in various ways, much like yourselves. Very good. I would say that's the Lancaster trifecta. (laughs) And you're a pretty good baseball player, right? Or was it football? Well, it depends on your definition of good. Um, (laughs) Well, so, you yeah, went to college I, for one of them, right? I, I played Division three college baseball at Lebanon Valley uh, College. So up in Lebanon County, it's about 35 minutes north of here. So I'd like to consider myself a decent baseball player, but yeah. I you mean, got further than we did. I'm not playing in Fenway Park or anything, so. Yeah. Well, that would be a shame for you as a consummate Yankees fan if you had to Indeed. pay Although yeah. Tuesday night, Tuesday night. In I mean, Fenway if Park. the Red Sox offered me a contract, I could probably get over uh, <laughs> my, you know, my my loyalties. But you are correct. I I am a Yankees fan and always have been and always will be. Yeah, my uh, my youngest son is playing football, getting very serious about it, and he said to me, "He's like, well, what if I, yeah, not that I think I will, but what if it happened that I got drafted by the Cowboys? What would you do, Dad?" <laughs> I said, well, I come watch it, but I still cheer for the Eagles. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I hope uh, you have yeah. a great game, but I want the Eagles yeah. to win. Let's be yeah. let's be really clear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, at any rate, we'll get back with you uh, momentarily. All right, we got a little business to do here. Pay the bills. So, as uh, as per usual, your sleep better tip of the week comes from our sleep better book. Um, has my name on there as the author, but really, it was a team effort to bring this out. We will mail you a copy. You can get it right there on the website. Go there, gardenersmattressandmore.com forward slash sleep better, sleep dash better, and uh, fill out the form and we will mail you uh, a real copy of the book uh, right to your home. And um, we'd love for you to get that. So please request your free copy today, Sleep Better. And from page uh, 18, Good sleep gives you that bounce back factor. Your mental health and sleep are intricately connected and sufficient quality sleep can help you do the following. Build up emotional and mental resilience to handle difficulties better, like watching your team lose football games every Sunday. Have consistently better moods to ward off depression and anxiety. Keep your brain healthier to reduce the risk of mental disorders. Boost your brain power to be more efficient and productive. Concentrate better to learn new things easier and have better retention. Prevent mood swings and erratic behavior under adversity and improve your outlook on life and make better decisions. So there you go. Sleep, as always, tied to a lot of things. There, just enjoying life, feeling better, making better decisions. That's uh, from page 18 to Sleep Better. We'll send you that tip out and many more. Just request your copy of the book today. Gardenersmattressmore.com forward slash sleep dash better. Well done. All right. So I'm here to share a little bit more about what we do uh, here at Gardeners, who we are. Of course, Gardeners, Mattress and More, for 31 years now, we've uh, curated the best of the best from the mattress industry and have them here within our four walls. In fact, our little studio here is right smack dab in the middle of our Posh and Lavish gallery, right over Jeff's left shoulder. Um, we both sleep on latex mattresses. Those are from our latex mattresses. They are fantastic, but we are much more than just some of the very best mattresses uh, in Lancaster County. Uh, one person, uh, Valerie, a customer of ours, uh, wrote that her experience with gardeners was wonderful. Uh, they were shocked yet thrilled uh, that there was a variety of options uh, for our lower price range. So, uh, so while we have some of the world's best mattresses here, we've got mattresses that fit every budget whether that's a guest room, kids mattress, teenager, college student, um, those on a budget and beyond. We've got uh, a little bit of everything. 
And then another uh, thing that she wrote, uh, she said her experience was great and she would refer others. Um, but she also loved that sanitation was key uh, as a clean head cover was used uh, to test mattresses and pillows with. So um, we've done that all, you know, for 10 or more years. We've had little pillow slips that we put down uh, before somebody lays their head down. So somebody's not laying their head down on somebody else's filth, <laughs> right? Um, but even uh, we sanitize uh, weekly and more, uh, and especially uh, during COVID, we've stepped up that uh, that effort. But uh, she was very appreciative that she uh, was uh, shopping in a clean uh, environment. So a uh, couple things that uh, some people na- might not know about us. Again, they think of us maybe for some higher end uh, sleep options, but we've got a little bit of everything and um, treat our showroom with respect. That we do. And they, you know, this is kind of neat. I like this in this day and age, you know, you're watching this show or producing this show virtually, digitally, live. But I do like that customers write these things out and send them back. We actually get back, I would say, three to one handwritten form versus online review. To me, I think that's the real testament of, of the impression that we're making, the care we take for our customers. Uh, and I'm very happy that we got a little smiley face. I think you can see it. I like that kind of thing. So, folks, keep that coming. You impress the big guy with those little things like that. Doesn't take much. <laughs> see, our, pod, like, our podcast producer gets me. He likes it. Although the confetti, like we're, we're, we're what, week four with Chris? Yes. The confetti's going to get old. He's got he's to find a different. Not for me. Okay. Yeah, Mr. I need gardeners everywhere in the intro. <laughs> I mean, literally, working with this guy is like, you know, seriously, it's like green M&Ms. Yeah. It's Diva. Well, it's I requested MCs pumpkin spice and got it, so. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Anyway, let's bring Andrew back on. Pumpkin spice episode. Yeah. That was last week. Yeah, let's bring Andrew back on. <clears throat> is, that, is that okay, Ben? Can can we have another person in the, in the podcast now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that yeah, right? Andrew's cool. All right. Andrew's cool. Can he, can he have some airspace? He Is can that stay. okay? All right. <laughs> out of, I think out of everybody on the screen here, Ben is the least diva of all. So, <laughs> at any rate, Andrew, welcome back. So other, other than uh, hitting that trifecta on um, being born here, marrying here, and planting uh, the roots of your own family here, why don't you share a little bit about yourself, your upbringing? Because um, it's really a kind of a neat story of perseverance. And um, why don't you just kind of share share that and what, what brings you to this point today of being a financial advisor to folks here in the area? Yeah, thank you. So like I said, grew up here, uh, I think probably a classic Lancaster County family, um, you know, dad, works in the area. Mom teaches in the area. Went to, you know, very just atypical uh, prototype upbringing. I was very fortunate in a lot of ways. What attracted me to this industry in particular was uh, my grandfather's influence. He was not a Lancaster County native. He moved his family here in 1971 uh, from the northern New Jersey area. Uh, for the opportunity that Lancaster County provided as a residential homes builder. And he had a very successful career, retired, um, and just very committed to family. Talking about perseverance, uh, he and his wife survived uh, the death of a, of a child and, you know, the ups and downs of the economy, uh, the challenges of the being an entrepreneur and the and the home building businesses, depending you know depending on where they were in the market cycle over the twenty five years he was doing it, and yeah, I don't have to tell you guys just being a business owner and trying to raise a family. Uh, sometimes things are sometimes it's easier than 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 other times, but it was his influence growing up uh, when I started getting to the age where I was holding part time jobs and and making a little bit of money myself, he started to try to sell me on the idea of saving for retirement. And I kind of was, you know, ignoring the old man, you know, that the, uh, the, the, the little bit of money I did make was, you know, already spent. And, uh, I had, I had plans for that money, but he introduced an incentive 
where he, you know, classic would say, Hey, if you, any money you put, you hand me at the end of the summer, I will go ahead and match it when we make a deposit into your, into your account. And then I just sound like that. No, that's, that's interesting. And uh, it was mostly because the fact that I knew he wouldn't talking about perseverance, he wouldn't let up on it, on the idea if I didn't give him something. So I gave him something. We started buying some mutual funds. I got, I just got really into it. And then being the oldest of five a few years later and starting to make my college decision, you know, I was very aware of the cost of school. I was very aware of what my parents may or may not have in terms of means, you know, don't get me wrong. They, they, they do just fine, but it's no easy task putting five kids through school. And this is where granddad shows back up and, and says, Hey, you know, I've, I've been putting money away for you for most of your life don't worry about it. Go to school where you want to go. And that made a huge impact on me. And I realized that that was an advantage most people don't have. Just that introduction of financial literacy and getting started early, as well as having family members you know, provide for you. The guy was a blue collar guy and wore a tool belt, but you know he had this vision of generational wealth and legacy. And I decided that I was going to help individuals in this community do that uh, because it has been done for me. Very, very cool story. I know you've discussed your grandfather often. I know he's very important to you. So thanks for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, very cool. Um, so as a teenager, what were you going to spend your money on? Baseball cards. <laughs> I was a little bit beyond baseball cards. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I had gas to buy and girls to impress. So whatever it took, <laughs> whatever, whatever it took. But, um, fortunately <laughs> I, uh, I, I didn't, I didn't get tripped up with, an, with anything too bad. Well, that's good. <laughs> that's good. So, uh, your, um, your depth of clients, uh, that you help with financial literacy, what do you, what do you take away from their belief and foundation of Lancaster County, and being a great place to live, of course, your upbringing, Lancaster County. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, just compared to national averages, Lancaster County is actually a, a huge hotspot for retirees because of all the opportunities it, it shows people. You know, it's a relatively low cost of living. Uh, there's plenty of open space uh you know, great scenery, all that. But, you know, we are no more than a couple hours drive of major destinations wherever you go in any direction. So there's very few places in the country where you can live in as beautiful of an area as we are in, as cheaply as it costs to live here, while still being connected, you know, it's an hour and a half to Philadelphia. It's three hours to, you know, the Dewey beaches. It's uh, three hours from New York city. You know, you can get to Pittsburgh, you can get to, um, you know, just about anywhere from Lancaster County without too much of, um, you know, without too much hassle. And, you know, there's no state income tax on uh, IRA distributions. So that's, a major incentive. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a great place. And if you look at any poll, there's a lot of retirees who are attracted to this area. And then those who grew up here, as far as, as far as, you know, my clients who, who grew up here, they're all tied to the area for different reasons. Primarily, it's usually family. They want to stay close to family and, and their, and their family sticks around, but there's a lot of different things um, a lot, a lot of ways to get tied in, um, to this area. Yeah. I mean, so the show is all about, you know, we, we do the show because we want to give back to the Lancaster community, highlight what's great about it. So uh, certainly not asking you to identify anybody. Cause I know you never would do that. And I'm not going to ask you to, but like, just as a basis, like the folks that you work with, so they see it as a great place to live, but there's a lot of great places to live. What's your feeling as to why they continue to stay here uh, in Lancaster and, and, and even like reinvest into Lancaster? What, what do they think the future holds for the area and why have they chosen to, to kind of stay here? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think that it's different for everybody, but if ultimately what it gets down to is that Lancaster is this own place that just kind of offers a little bit of everything. You know, you've got absolutely wonderful small businesses in this area where, you know, just like you guys, you aren't resigned to just strip malls, which are vendor after vendor of these nationally known names, uh, or, you know, you don't live in, uh, you know, a highway community where basically it's just one exit to the other. You can actually go and you can get anywhere in the county and meet fantastic businesses and fantastic people that tie, you know, welcome you to the area and find ways to tie you to the area. And then, like I mentioned before, you know, just an absolutely awesome place to live, you know, for the cost it takes to live here and being super close to a lot of other destinations. There's just really, I've, we found people who grew up here never considering living anywhere else. And then people who are from other areas just saying, look, I, I I love it here and I'm, and I'm going to call this place home for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Um, So you, you touched on something interesting, um, and this isn't a knock on New Jersey because I know that's where you're from, uh, or your grandfather's from. I am not from New Jersey. I, yeah, I'm generations removed. Yeah, um, but like you know, specifically there, like there's an example where it seems like you said highway exit to highway exit, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, we don't have that here, so you know, we're big on telling the story of, you know. Main Street, small business versus big business versus equity bank. Mm-hmm. Um, you think we're keeping up good pace here? I mean, can we keep, you think Lancaster County is resilient enough to kind of keep this almost, I don't know that idyllic is the right word, but, you know, keep it the the unique thing that it is that you've touched on that we continue to touch on in these episodes. You think that's possible? I, I do. I think so. I think because of the ties here, um, you know, being specifically not just from Lancaster County, but being from Lidditz, you can't get open up shop that easy in Lidditz these days because, you know, the town is so protective of uh, what, you know, who, who they who they let put up businesses in, the, in their area. I think that they're very loyal to, uh, you know, their their business owners, they want to see small businesses succeed. doesn't mean that, you know, a new Starbucks won't come up or, you know, we, we do have a target, for example, but, you know, it's always met with a fierce loyalty to the business owners who call this place home. And yeah, Target has its place. You know, I wouldn't buy a mattress there or anything, but, um, you know, it, for, for a quick errand, you know, instead of an important life-changing decision like a, like a high-quality mattress, it's fine. But you, it's never going to be met with the same loyalty that you know the the business owner down the street is. Or you know, we we've got um, a couple of family-run businesses that are just massively successful, and the culture you know here is just hey, it, if it's if it's a quick convenient purchase that's fine but my my consistent business is going to go to the, go go to these places who who I know and and I call neighbors yeah and you can i think you consistently see well run local businesses more so here cuz they they seem to have that uh community responsibility i guess would be the I think that's a fair. I think that's a fair observation. Yeah, I've never met a successful Lancaster County business owner who doesn't prioritize giving back to Lancaster County. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know we've got small, and then we've got big. You know, you think of like high, um, high associates, high construction, high concrete. I mean, uh, multinational company. You've got uh, Primitives by Kathy. Kathy's a customer of ours. That's an international business um, right over off of Greenfield, uh, I believe is where the corporate mm-hmm. offices are. Uh, and then Ben's favorite new company, Brio. Brio. <laughs> um, Fire Pit. 
And we've got Gloria commenting. And Gloria, thanks for joining us live. You're new to the area four years ago. I just kind of saw the comment uh, on screen. Uh, moved here four years ago. Loves the history, restaurants, cool shops, variety, the education. Um, yeah, progressive, hip, creative, inclusive, diverse. I mean, I kind of like... Andrew, I kind of always describe Lancaster to those that ask me. It's kind of like a miniature Austin almost. Um, certainly not as spread out as Austin, Texas is, but it gives me that vibe having been to that city a number of times over the years. That's the kind of vibe that it gives me. Um, any thoughts on that? I've only been to Austin once. Uh, I think it you know, what strikes me is that, you know, people move, people move to Texas, right? I think that that's, people want to live in Texas, particularly certain places of Texas. And I think that we're seeing that exact same thing in Lancaster County. People want to live here for reasons I've, you know, described, uh, and they want to stay here for reasons I've described. And yeah, it's a smaller scale than Austin, Texas, and some of the other places, but um, it's certainly not that small. I mean, I don't know what the pop, I don't know exactly what the population is, but it is a, a growing, thriving area with, you know, um, certainly enough of a population to put us on the map. Yeah. So, so Andrew, um, personal wealth advisory, uh, Lancaster based company, uh, tell us a little bit more about, uh, what you do with them and, and who they are and how you help your clients. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Personal Wealth Advisory is a Lancaster-based company. It was started by two founders in the early 2000s. Uh, it has sin- since um, experienced a couple of sec- uh, successful partnership you know, buyouts and transitions, et cetera, but we still stay in touch with those, with those base founders. And it's basically... Uh, founded on the idea that we can serve our clients best if we are independent of, you know, major corporate interests and instead, you know, are, uh, have the flexibility to serve our clients based on what they need and in the way that they feel most comfortable uh, doing business. We obviously have a process. Uh, we, you know, try to guide the client experience to the best that we can, but we don't want to be beholden to, you know, major firms and the way that they want to do business. Instead, uh, the way that our clients do, but we believe the way our clients do business with their financial advisor should be between them and the financial advisor, uh, and not necessarily based on what a, a big multinational company needs to hit in terms of, you know, revenue, new revenue and quotas and, and what have you. So yeah, we are in the Lancaster County, uh, our Manham Township area of Lancaster County. And that's where we've been now for quite some time. I joined them in late 2016. So I just had my five-year anniversary there. Who The clients that we serve are uh, very typical of Lancaster County. I mean, you're, you're going to know some of them, um, you know, small business owners, educators, client, anyone who, you know, has the ability to really make an impact with their money, whether it's just specifically for their retirement or if it's, you know, generational wealth or, you know, major charitable or, you know, endeavors, whatever it has, whatever it might be, those who have the ability to make a difference with their money and care enough to see it through, we are happy to call, you know, call them clients and uh, basically just help them achieve what it is that's most important to them within you know the, the value framework that they've laid out. And it's our job just to get to know them, take the time to get to know them well enough to be able to advise them based on who they are as people and not um, just, you know, who, who they are in, in terms of their account balances. Right. And you touched on something there. And I know, I know in the financial space, you have, you know, you have regulation and compliance and things like that. Mattress guys, we don't have so much. Uh, we're blessed. I'm, I'm very fortunate to not have all of that kind of uh, compliance stuff to deal with. But uh, what you touched on there is a similarity to our business. Uh, and you work on a fee-based structure. 
an upfront disclosed fee, correct? You have a fiduciary responsibility. Mm-hmm. Almost exclusively. There, there's very rare instances where that might not be the case, but yeah, almost our entire business is, is very transparent fee-based. Yep. And um, uh, Gloria, we'll, we'll ask Andrew that question. Think about, I'm not sure if you can see that, Andrew, or not. But, yep. uh, Accountant recommendations. Uh, yep. So we'll get there in a second then. Um, but um, so you disclose your fees right up front. In our business, what a lot of folks may not realize is the way that we're doing it here is actually far harder um, to do business the way we do business here at Gardeners because we're we're important and we have great relationships with our factories. Like I can, right now, if I had to dial in any owner or high-level executive in any company, if I wanted to bring them on the show right now, I probably could get them on the cell phone right now. Um, and that's the kind of partnerships that we have with our vendors. Uh, I like to say you can't be a five-star company hooked to three-star partners. Now, there, there's, other, there's other companies in town where they're just doing business with one vendor only. And that has its benefits, but it has its benefits to the ownership. It doesn't necessarily give our customer the best choice of everything that's available to them. So we kind of go at it. There, there, there's definitely a similarity there where, whereas some other financial representatives, you know, have the, have the benefit of awareness because of all the television advertising, you know, uh, the big wall street names, you're there just doing the right thing for the customer, so to say. Um, and, and that's the same way we are here. Um, you know, we don't, we don't take the big money at the end of the year, the rebates and the, the advertising dollars. We don't take that stuff um, because it's just not, it's just not part and parcel of giving a customer the best experience. So there are some similarities there. Yeah. I mean, basically our clients, our recommendations shouldn't have any bearing on our compensation whatsoever. Instead, it's only has to do with what's in the best interest of the client and uh, that's the only consideration that matters. Andrew, so, you know, another connection um, similar to how we we handle customers or how they view us, when we're selling a mattress, we're always earning their trust, right? Any any business is, is earning the trust of their clients. You're a younger guy. Um, you know, you talked about the uh, Lancaster being a hotbed for retirement communities. How are you, as a younger guy, providing financial advice, earning the trust of the older generation, let's say our parents' generation and beyond? That's a great question. Um, Yeah, I think that my experience with those folks is, it's exactly what you just said. It all has to do with trust. If you can win trust and you can help them solve the problems that matter to them, then they care very little about how old you are. I mean, it's assumed that, you know, we're qualified. And I think that it's really tough in the financial space for clients to discern which advisors are qualified and which ones are not. Uh, There is a low bar to entry in our field, unfortunately. But uh, assuming that you're qualified and you have the ability or the expertise to help them solve their problems and you take the time to win trust with them, then... Yeah, it it matters. The age gap matters very, very little. I don't think my retired clients really care the fact that I am younger than them. In fact, I think they see it as an advantage because I'm going to be around then to stay with that relationship longer than a lot of other advisors uh, who might be closer to their age and might be, you know, looking at their own retirement very, very soon, if not already. But to get to your point of how do you build trust? For me, it's always been just seeing people as people instead of account balances and listening to what matters to them and not going in you know, with a recommendation in mind, but instead really immersing yourself in their situation, taking you know, the time to get to know them and what matters most to them, and then just not throwing the... Uh, sales recommendation, you know, in, in too quickly, because that nothing tells a client that they matter less to you than the result. Um, like 
getting to the recommendations part of the conversation, you know, too fast. So just let the conversation take as long as it takes, hear where they're at, listen to their concerns, learn how to ask questions, uh, kind of guide them in the way that they need, guide them where they need guidance and just kind of be there and make sure and, and forget about, you know, the, the revenue aspect of it and what, and what it needs as a business owner, but hear them out because people are so um, interesting when it comes to money. You know, it's such a, it's such an intimate topic. Very few people are walking around letting everybody know, you know, what their net worth is, for example, you know, it's, it's, it's just a thing that it, it takes a little bit of time to get comfortable with somebody and then just not rushing the conversation and making sure that you learn to the best of your po- your ability, where the client's at and where they want to go. Well, and on that note, I'm going to put you on the spot right now. And if, I've, if I'm mind melding with Andrew, so Gloria had a question about uh, taxes and, and a referral on an accountant. And if I had to guess, your answer would be, and again, Gloria, I'm going to speak because I know Andrew's quality. I know his character. We were uh, in a referral group for years and years. We actually do business together on a personal level here through the store. Um, I don't know that Andrew actually has the, the best answer or referral for you just in that question alone. But I do know if you reach out to him, um, he will probably have a couple high-level questions for you of what you're really looking to achieve because um, there's, there's a myriad of ways to minimize taxes. Um, and I think it's more than just one question. But I promise you, if you reach out to Andrew, you will not waste your time. And I would bet most anything, he's going to point you in the very best direction. How did I do? Awesome, Jeff. Thanks so much. Is that how you would have have answered it? Yeah. And that's a great question. So like, you know, minimizing taxes. Everybody wants to minimize taxes. Uh, Talking about retirement. And, you know, everybody wants to retire. Maybe not now, maybe not immediately, you know, in the immediate future, but everybody does want to have the ability to retire, uh, you know, be able to give, be able to do these things. These are very broad questions. And the best answer to them is just a few follow-up questions, uh, and then eventually followed by an unbiased recommendation. And I'm sure you probably actually have a couple different avenues. You could point somebody down, um, but to point them in any one direction right now, topically, wouldn't be in their best benefit, right? It wouldn't be in their best interest of things. Correct. We have a lot of accountant relationships that we've gotten to know. And we think highly of many, many accountants in this area. But yeah, depending on who the, you know, what the client's situation is, if they're a small business owner who needs to you know, sell their business, then we have relationships who with people who they do a great job with those types of folks. Whereas if you're a retiree collecting social security and you don't have a very complicated tax situation and you just want some help at, you know, a fair price, then yeah, that might be a different recommendation. So it really just depends on, on where you're at, what your needs are. And a financial advisor's, a good financial advisor's job is to be fluent enough in in all of those particular areas that we can direct the clients uh, appropriately. Yeah. So, Gloria, f- please feel free to reach out to Andrew. I, I I promise you, you won't be you won't be disappointed in your interactions. And you know, maybe in conversation, you might uh, you might pick up some other helpful stuff from him uh, that doesn't even necessarily involve what he does directly. He's a very well respected professional in the uh, in the area here, and I'm sure you'll enjoy the the conversation with him. Uh, but back to you, your family. He's had you're, a busy four months. Yeah, you've had a busy four months. Um, your growing family. Congratulations. We've got uh, we've got some family pictures to show off. Um, why don't you tell us who, who who's there on screen with you? Uh, yeah, so this is my wife, Ashley. Uh, she is on maternity leave at the moment. She is a third grade teacher in the Warwick School District. And uh, yeah, on May 24th of this year, she gave birth to our first. His name is Daxton. Uh, at Jeff, like you and I were talking, I think nothing is cooler than being a dad. Would I say that it's the uh, 
easiest job that I've ever had. Certainly not. And I'll tell you what, um, just to pitch you guys, I've never valued a good night's sleep more than I do uh, in these last four months. So seriously, do not take your sleep for granted. But yeah, he's he's four months old. He's getting to that point where he's really fun to interact with. His eyes light up when when you know you make eye contact with him. He moves constantly. He's just he's just about able to roll over on his own. Uh, so it's been so much fun, and I'm so grateful for my wife, uh, who is a phenomenal mom, and uh, I wouldn't be able to do it without her. So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, congratulations. I mean, I, I think there's nothing, nothing more important than family. Nothing more important than legacy. Um, you've obviously got a great foundation with your own grandfather there that brought you up. Uh, so. Yeah, it's uh, congratulations on the family. That's that's just really pretty cool. Very happy for you all. Um, yeah. So one last, a uh, couple last questions for you uh, on the topic of give back and charity. What are you focused on? Where does where does some of your time or uh, maybe some uh, some charities that get your dollars? What are you focused on there? Yeah, uh, appreciate you asking. So my wife and I take pride in being. Uh, involved in a couple different areas. We're, we're involved in our local church. So if anybody happens to be looking for a church, I'd encourage you to check out uh, Lancaster Evangelical Free in Lidditz. Um, be happy to connect you there. But as far as Lancaster-based you know, non-church organizations, we uh, support the Milagro House regularly. That is a uh, a phenomenal, uh, you know, it's, it's just unbelievable what they do taking folks who, who really do need the help and are willing to put in the work if you give them the help and just giving them that step up, uh, in life and, and covering them during the time, you know, they might need it. And if you have the ability to sponsor their evenings of miracles and attend, that is an event that is, incredible. So I'd love to, you know, highlight the Milagro house. They're great. We also love the Connor Holland foundation. Um, you know, just to keep this quick, cause I could go on and on about all these different places. Uh, nothing is worse. And I say this as a father, I can't imagine what would happen if my child got sick, but the Connor Holland foundation is there to step in and take a situation that is impossible. It, it, there's no way to, to, you know, to heal that kind of situation, but it goes so far to let the parents know that they're not in this fight by themselves and that people are following their kids and they're prepared to help. Um, and then just a little bit more closer to home. Uh, I've always been involved with junior achievement. I believe that financial literacy is something that is missing in, in mainstream, you know, the, the main curriculum and, in schools. So especially it's a lot of fun to go see my wife and some of her colleagues whenever I can go and, and, and teach the kids about, you know, basic money concepts. Uh, and then my wife has been a, a girls on the run coach, uh, you know, for a lot of years and we support them. Basically they are taking something as simple as teaching young girls how to run a 5k and training up to a 5k to teach young girls how to reach their potential. When you set a goal and you stick to a plan and then, able to see it executed, that type of thing, teaching kids that, you know, it's, it's not that hard. Um, you know, I, I won't talk about the five K five Ks can be pretty hard, but, um, you know, following a path to success and sticking to a plan and, and achieving something even as simple as a five K can lead to that mentality carrying over in so many other ways in life. So we're, we're uh, we're passionate about all those Milagro House, Connor Holland Foundation, Junior Achievement, and Girls on the Run are are probably our four main ones that uh, we like to make sure we support and and do what we can. Were you? Uh, there's a gentleman that's a big supporter of Milagro House that does a fireworks show on his uh, farm in Mount Joy. Were you there this year? I was not there. Uh, 
unfortunately. You know, I forget the gentleman's name, a very humble guy, um, local business owner. And uh, he puts on a, a big, big, big show. Um, mm-hmm. Probably one of the best fireworks shows in the area. And, yeah, it's, uh, being someone that, um, you know, my wife and I, we, we are a, an Evening of Miracles sponsors. And then uh, my company is gracious enough to match it. But uh, you will see just on that, you know, pulling that those names up, they, there's some phenomenal businesses in this area and phenomenal individuals in this area who support them. And yeah, it's, it's fantastic. And there's a reason why it's because the, the job that they do is just phenomenal and so good for our community. Think about that. You know, I mean, helping young, you know, young single mothers, uh, you know, become independent uh, and just giving them that little bit of, support during the time they need it most that is that is that has ripple effects in our communities that cannot be overstated yep yep well very good um really appreciate your time today we're getting near the end um appreciate the fact that you give back in the way you do and you focus the way you do says a lot about you we always knew you're a good guy but thanks for confirming it (laughs) (laughs) and congrats to the family so now it's time for our uh, lancaster connects connection cocktail this is three quick questions kind of wrap the show up Mm -hmm. and uh you're gonna get deeply personal yeah, yeah, <laughs> sounds good. Yeah. So, uh, what's your favorite thing to do in Lancaster? My favorite thing to do in Lancaster. So, I would be remiss to say anything other than a walk in downtown Lidditz on a Saturday, supporting the local business owners uh, with your patronage, whether or not that's for breakfast, whether that's for lunch, whether that's for you know, uh, you'll you, you'll find you'll find people who are who are willing to. Uh, do anything at any time of day. So whatever that might look like, my wife and I, for years, ever since we were dating, take a sat, take our, you know, spend our Saturdays by walking into downtown Lidditz and, and just, you know, supporting local businesses. That's Very awesome. Good. So you mentioned the Milagro House event. You can't use this one for this answer or that one for this answer. Uh, is there an annual event that you go to or attend in Lancaster? So other, an annual event, it doesn't have to be, you know, charitably related. No, no. Well, then I'm going to say the Liz Beer Fest is fantastic. And this year it actually happened on my birthday. So that uh, was the best birthday gift I've had in a while. But um, yeah, check, come check it out. It is so much fun. And if you are um, a fan of good, trying good, different craft beers, then that's great. And it goes for a great, it goes, it goes to a great cause. Okay. What, what's that cause? Do you know? So they spread the money out a couple different ways. Okay. I don't want to misstate, but, um, you know, Liz Ambox is always a, is always a beneficiary of that. And, uh, they're, they're just, uh, they, they do a good job and venture Lidditz and, and a lot of those other places that are involved in, in helping plan that out just, uh, they steward the patronage very, very well. That's great. And then the last one is a three-part cocktail here. <laughs> Have you ever ridden in a horse and buggy? I've never ridden a horse and buggy. Believe it or wow. not. Born and yeah. bred in Lancaster. Well, maybe that's something Daxton can do in a, in a couple years. <laughs> maybe. I mean, dad. we've definitely <clears throat> done plenty of our, you know, uh, uh, hay rides and we've done our plenty of our, you know, scenic routes. My wife has a great grandmother who is still alive. Uh, mm. She's 101 years old. Oh, and no. her favorite thing to do is just go ride in the countryside of Lancaster County. If she does that once a week and um, they bring her meals on time, you know, the rest of the days, then she's just thrilled. And um I think growing up here, I never felt the need to ride in a horse and buggy because I see them so often that they're not. Right. <laughs> it's like, I, I, you know, I, I, I'd love to actually get around those things instead of riding one. But um, yeah. but no, I've never ridden a horse and buggy. Well, if you're looking for something to do with family, um, maybe your, uh, your grandmother there 
or great grandmother would enjoy this. We had on the show it was Lou Call Experience. Oh yeah, yeah. Mike, um, Mike from Lou Call Experience, and that's L O or C A L. L O C A L. No. Yeah. K A L. K A L. L O K A L. Yep. And uh, so they do a lot of really great, like in depth experiences, and you actually have like a traditional Amish dinner uh, on the farm, um, like not not the tourist stuff. This is like homegrown Lancaster County experiences. So maybe that's something. There you go. Luke Hall experiences. Give them some love. They were a prior guest on uh, season one of the show. Um, that might be an idea for you if you're looking for something fun to do with a family. And you can get that buggy ride. You can get that buggy ride in. <laughs> <laughs> I have one last question for Andrew. Tuesday night, Red Sox, Yankees. Who you got? Who I want to win or who I think will win. <laughs> oh, really? That, that might be different. Uh, I will I will be I will be loyal to the end. Uh the Yankees have disappointed me quite a lot this year, but they walked it off when it mattered. And I think that they're going to, um, you know, bring the evil empire to Beantown and disappoint those Red Sox fans. Once again, there you go. One game. I I mean, uh, a one game winner take all get into the playoffs Yankees, Red Mm -hmm. Sox. I mean, that's, that's just, Uh, and you know what? Garrett Cole is, the the he's the ace and we're gonna believe in him all the way and um yeah i mean my best memories growing up are uh you know watching watching the curse come out time and time again so maybe we'll see it again on tuesday night (laughs) there you go there you go very good Mm -hmm. well i have no idea what you're talking about because i don't follow (laughs) baseball at all anymore but uh but hey good luck to your team and and i hope you enjoy it you know i hope it's a good uh i hope it's a good outcome for you Um, and well, and best of luck to your Eagles. <laughs> luck, we're, is, we're, luck is the word. <laughs> <laughs> luck is the word this year. Well, uh, you know, it, it, hey, hey, everybody's got to rebuild every once in a while. Yep. Yeah, fly Eagles, fly on the road to victory. Yep, we need we need some of that. But uh, but yeah, Andrew, it was great having you on. Really appreciate the time you took today. Um, uh, hope this was uh, fun for you as it was for us. If you would like to be a guest on our show, you just go to LancasterConnects.com forward slash guest, fill out the form. We're really looking to talk to people who have a connection to Lancaster like Andrew does, people who give back. If you own a business, you know, obviously can demonstrate that you're a part of the community. Uh, if you run a charity and uh, you, know, you, you need some amplification, you have an event coming up, please hit up the form, LancasterConnects.com forward slash guest. We'll do your best to uh, get you on the show. We are pretty much booked up through mid-November at this point. So we're booking into uh, the later half of quarter four here, but uh, we will get you on and uh, we'd love to um, have you be a part of the show. And as always, you can find the show on YouTube, on the Gardeners channel, Lancaster Connects channel, both of our Facebooks when Facebook is back up and running. And... Um, <laughs> on the, on the uh, Facebook channels again for both Lancaster Connects and Gardner. So thank you very much, Andrew. It was great to have you. We appreciate the time you took today. Hey, my pleasure. It's always, it's always fun to chat with you guys. Yep. Likewise. Likewise. Yeah. All right. Take care. Have a great week, Lancaster. Lancaster.